Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. The Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Today on the show, we're talking all things NHL, NFL, maybe some NBA fantasy. What's Draymond Green going to do for the next little while? We don't know. We'll talk about it and more. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. If you want to throw some questions or comments our way, we will be joined by Zach Lang of Oilers Nation Daily Fantasy, or sorry, Daily Faceoff Fantasy. He's doing some Daily Fantasy stuff there, and holy smokes, uh, if you want uh, some points tonight... Oilers Lightning. That seems like we're, we might see some. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be covering that game throughout the entire day here on Sports 1440 with the Lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Greger Show. But on Fantasy Frenzy, we're going to look at it from a fantasy football perspective. Also, just coming down here, the 2024 Edmonton Elks schedule has been released. I don't know if you're going to get this live content anywhere else as it uh, comes down the pipe. The Elks will kick off their season at home, taking on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders June 8th with only the lower bowl open. There's going to be a lot of Rider fans in town. That's going to be a heck of an atmosphere. You're going to want to get your tickets for that one. They will proceed then to host the Montreal Alouettes. They'll head to Toronto, then BC, two games in five days. That'll be tough. Then they get a bye week. Then they've got a home and home with the Red Blacks. That's another two games in five days. They've got Hamilton, Saskatchewan, BC, Hamilton, Montreal, Calgary, Calgary, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Seen a lot of home and homes here on this schedule. The Riders, the Stamps, and then they'll wrap up the season. They'll get the bye on week 20, and then they'll have a game against uh, the Montreal, or the, sorry, the Toronto Argonauts on the 25th of October to wrap up their season, and then they'll head into the playoffs and go on a heck of a run and be so rested from that week 20 bye. Yeah. Uh, GoElks.com if you want to go check out that schedule. But uh, interesting news there, a couple preseason games. They'll take on the Rough Riders on the 25th of May. Holy cow. Football season is like five months away. Fantastic. Six months, maybe. And then uh, the 31st to take on the BC Lions. Brandon, good morning. You excited for some CFL football six months away? Good morning, Connor Halley. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I think like so many other football fans here in the city of Edmonton that we're kind of ready to put the past behind us, um, you know, kind of Almost a new era. We saw glimpses of it in the back half of this uh, most recent season, but kind of looking to get things back on the right foot starting next year. And this, uh, what better way to start it than with, uh, against the Riders? Like you said, with the new uh, the new uh, things in place to just have the lower bowl open, we all know how uh, those watermelon heads flock here <laughs> for these games, that uh, it, it should be an awesome atmosphere, uh, packed lower bowl, everybody kind of uh, cheering, singing along. Uh, and hopefully the uh, the product on the field matches that uh, that intensity that'll be in the stands. You know, it is kind of funny because the the Elks did say with a caveat like, hey, if there are special occasions and there's more tickets needing to be sold, they can open up the upper bowl. What if that happens on the first week because the Rough Rider fans show up so much and the Elks fans want to get out there and support Trey Ford? I mean, we can't really rule it out. So mm-hmm. uh, that that's something to follow. But like we said, goelks.com if you want to go check out the schedule. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line. Now, I did get a, a question from our good friend Gavin Turnick of Oilers mm. Nation uh, regarding fantasy football. Now, Gavin, he is a self-professed Dallas Cowboys diehard. He won't uh, he won't hide that. But he was asking me, David Njoku or Ferguson of the Cowboys, and 
my first thought was Nijoku, he's a very boomer bust player at the tight end position. Obviously, last week he went off. Do I think he'll go back to back? Probably not. But Joe Flacco, maybe he's the X factor there for Nijoku. Ferguson is going to have his guy Dak Prescott whipping the ball around. And I mean, Dak has spread the ball around quite a bit. So I don't know if he's a, there's a easy pick in this one. I, I lean slightly towards Ferguson, but I will say the Bills defense allows a couple less points than, oh, who are the Browns the playing? Bears. The Bears defense. About two less points for the tight end position. So I said, it, it, I don't think there's an obvious pick in that one, but between David Njoku and Jake Ferguson of the Cowboys, I said, I don't think you're being too big of a homer if you go that route. Uh, I, I'm inclined to agree. And, and I mean, hey, it's, this is the tight end position we're talking about. Uh, and I, for most of the season, we're saying unless you have Travis Kelsey, it's it's pretty much a wash. That's not even necessarily been the case, uh, you know, since in the last number of weeks as the Chiefs have kind of a, I don't want to say stumbled, but certainly not looked themselves, uh, whether it's them complaining to the referees or not getting wins uh, against teams they certainly should beat. But it, it, the, the tight end position's been a, a crapshoot all year and it goes back several years at this point because you don't really have a high selection of dominant ones. So this is the same thing. It's a coin flip for me. Uh, I'm a two-league Njoku owner. I believe in him a lot. I play him every week. Um, but the Bears defense has really kind of rounded into form. And the Bills' D is stronger, I think, at face value. Uh, but like you said, uh, the numbers point toward the Bills giving up a, a little bit more. Or sorry, a little bit less, was it? Sorry, Connor, two points less? Two points less, but, yes. But I think that'll just be a high-scoring game either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with Dak uh, probably having to move the ball drive after drive, not being able to kind of sit back and just pound the rock, I think Ferguson's a pretty valid option. Um but, I mean, hey, the Browns are in de- – they need to keep winning to fend off other teams in the AFC. Bills are in desperation mode. It, it should make up for decent performances either way, I think. I totally agree with you. we got a couple of questions coming in regarding the old uh, NFL. I mean, we're into playoffs for, I would assume, the majority of the leagues now. Yeah, unless, unless you play right through to Week 18, which is risky because so many – players rest yeah, um, yeah. i thought you like, meant like all regular season no playoffs. Oh no no uh because then if, i finished third in my league our, our league's final is week 17 of the nfl season as it should be yes yeah okay <laughs> just making sure so well, to any questions you have throw them our way we'll try to help you out uh we had this one coming in from lundy draymond gonna use the time off to train for a fight with jake paul he'd win i w- probably i don't typically buy into those things and i'm not saying i would necessarily pay to watch that fight but, but you if find some, a way to watch if it. If someone showed me the way to watch that fight, I would tune in. I'm not a huge Jake Paul fan, but I do respect the grind. If a bar was showing it and charged you like five bucks to get in, <laughs> depends on the bar. If it's the Canadian brew house, yeah. Because then I can play some golden tea. I can have some wings, you know. And <laughs> at certain locations, the dingers. The dingers, yeah. Other places, less inclined to go do that one. Uh, Amazon driver says 10 team super flex league for CFL. <laughs> How early are you targeting quarterbacks? 10 team super flex. Well, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta play it as it goes. Right. But if there is a run on quarterbacks early, you got to jump in on it. You better get in there quick. And I have to assume that, uh, it'd be a pretty small uh, number of your 10 teams that would be utilizing the super flex position as such, rather than probably just a regular flex position. <laughs> Who would you take first overall next year? And that might be a good question for people. If you were in a CFL draft, let us know. 1-833-401-1440. Who would be your first overall pick in the CFL draft? 
I don't think he'd be first, but is it crazy to say that Trey Ford should probably be a top pick? Like, dual threat? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I'm just looking. Kalaros led the league in touchdowns, 33. So maybe he's a good pick. Vernon Adams had 31. Uh, well, the league in passing yards. I mean, those are probably your consensus top two quarterbacks off the board. Maybe you want to go Chad Kelly. I, I'm a big Swag Kelly guy, so I'd probably go there just for the <laughs> vibes, if nothing else. Trey Ford, in the time he played this season, had 12 touchdown passes, uh, finished ninth in the league in passing yards, but we're factoring he should have been in longer, but he wasn't. Uh, Brady Olivier would be a guy I think you'd look at. Nine rushing touchdowns, 15,000, 15, could you imagine? 1,500 yards rushing. I like KB, Kevin Brown here, with the green and gold. There were some games I thought he absolutely took over, but I guess the problem with him is not quite as many rushing touchdowns. AJ Willett was a threat in the red zone, as was Chad Kelly, actually. He had eight rushing touchdowns, so maybe Swag Kelly, you know, you would take him. He would be almost like a Jalen Hurts, just finds the end zone on the ground. Uh, There's uh, probably not too many directions you'd go with this one. I think you got to go QB. I know some guys who do a fantasy football league. I just have to ask them who is the number one overall pick. But, uh, yeah, to answer the question, Amazon Driver, going early. Certainly going early with the quarterback position. Camro Sparky says, guys, I need your help. I have DJ Moore, Jefferson, Olave, and Rice. I need to play three. Do I sit Jefferson in his situation? Thanks, Camrose Sparky. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good question. I almost feel like Hershey Rice is kind of the must play because he is starting to become someone that Mahomes can count on. And also he has Mahomes. DJ Moore with Fields isn't my favorite thing. Chris Olave's quarterback situation, not my favorite thing. Justin Jefferson's quarterback situation, not my favorite thing. So I I almost think you have to play Jefferson. You got to ride or die with that guy. He was probably, you know, if it was a, unless it was a dynasty pick, like your top two, top three selection. And he, he is dangerous when he gets the ball in his hands. It doesn't matter who's throwing it. So I, I personally go Rice, Jefferson, and uh, Olave. I don't know. Flip a coin between DJ Moore and Olave. We've got these Ewell ball markers. One of our sponsors gave them to us. We'll flip a coin for you and figure out who it should be. It, I, I found it funny that uh, Cameron Sparky offered up, of all these options, that Jefferson is the one that he's thinking about sitting. When, like you just laid it out, Connor, it's almost kind of an equal situation for each of them because, yes, Justin Fields might be a little more established than, say, uh, Nick Mullins and Derek Carr in the same boat. But, and Patrick Mahomes, certainly. But Rasheed Rice is still a rookie and kind of, you know, it's kind of a game-to-game situation about uh, yeah. about where, where they're feeding the ball to. And I don't know how much uh, love Kadarius Tony is going to be getting in the offensive scheme, but they still need him. Um, but all the other things considered, like Justin Jefferson is far and away the best player of these guys, and it's far from a lock that he's going to be at full health. Um, it, like legitimately, whether whatever they're reporting aside. And yeah, Nick Mullins might not uh, have a lot of tape on him. We don't necessarily know what we're getting. But I don't see how you sit Jefferson in this situation. His his upside outweighs everybody else's by such a wide margin. I'd be sitting um, probably Olave, I think. The, the Saints stink. That division stinks. I don't like watching it. Um, 
whether it's Derek. Tell you what, if Jameis Winston plays, give me uh, give me Chris Olave. <laughs> Touchdowns are worth more than interceptions and fantasy points. Um, and so, so and Olave is the undoubted number one uh, guy there. So. Now I mean, and that's that's what I was thinking. Like they may throw a lot of interceptions, but DC does like to throw downfield. Jameis will throw four picks, but he'll throw four touchdowns. That's he's Mister. Was it thirty thirty? Thirty thirty, not forty forty, but thirty thirty. Um, the one for me is with the Browns defense. Uh, Denzel Ward is questionable. If he he, di- he didn't play last weekend so either. If he plays and he's good to go, then DJ Moore might be. Eliminated. It, totally irrelevant. Yeah, uh, DJ Moore is a about as good of a boomer bust candidate as I think there is across the league. So yeah, I I, I think I probably regress back to exactly what you said, Connor. Maybe flip a coin between those two. <laughs> but, uh, Who's projected to get more? But but I, the fact that you're suggesting sitting a uh, Jefferson, Cameron Sparky, I think is a uh, a little wild. Brian S says my third favorite team are the Chiefs. It's embarrassing when a guy can't line up properly on the line and they're blaming the officiating. Well, they didn't call it the four other times. Uh, I have a couple things out of this. Um, a, yes, I agree with you why they're blaming the officiating. But secondly, you have you're, you're lining up. You're down to your third favorite team. Who are the other two? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if it's like two terrible franchises, like I just love them, but I I want to root for someone in the playoffs. Yeah, I have a favorite team, and then after that, it's kind of like. Usually, just wherever my money's at on the board is my fa- <laughs> is my favorite team in any given week. But I also get biased because I'll bet on teams, uh, even though I know I probably shouldn't. But I just have an inclination for them. Teams like the Vikings, uh, even the Lions, and your Chargers as well. Although I don't think I'll be uh, putting much money on them the rest of the way this season. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe the under. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll see well, what Easton Stick can Easton do. Easton Stick actually is going to light the Raiders up for forty. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, I, you know what? You know the Chiefs fans complaining about a call getting called at the end of the game that wasn't being called throughout the entirety of the game. I just laughed at that. Like, let's go back to a game in February <laughs> where nothing was being called, and then at the end of the game, it was called. Think about it. Think about it. Just think about it. Lance says I'm buying the all new 2024 Trey Ford, fully loaded first. Nice. First overall, Amazon driver says, thanks, you guys are the best. No, Amazon driver, you're the best. I wonder what it's like to be an Amazon driver. I will say, like, compared to a delivery driver in the past when you were trucking around in, like, these really big, tough-to-drive, like, like, cube vans and stuff, those new, like, they're called transits, regardless of who made, like, Mercedes makes them, Dodge makes them, Ford makes them. They're, They're so much easier to drive. I don't think it'd be that bad. I mean, road conditions probably play a factor, I guess. Um, but I, I think that'd be a pretty decent gig. I always sit in, sit in the truck, listen to the radio all day. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always kind of said, I don't know if I've said it on air, but I've always thought, like, it could be cool to be a delivery driver mm-hmm. or, like, skip the dishes or Uber. And, I mean, I looked at it when uh, we went off the air a couple months ago. I was like, yeah, hey, you know, it could be an, an interesting job. To, to you know, to do a little in the side hustle. Yeah, I've always kind of thought that. Like you'd listen to podcasts, you drive around. I always think of uh, Seth Rogen in uh, Oh Pineapple Express, yeah. where he's just driving around, listening to podcasts and talk radio. Like that could be me. Uh, let me know, Amazon driver. How do you like your gig? Sounds fun. And before we go to break, very quickly, Ear Candy, friend of the show, says likely or Goddard at tight end, standard league. I think I go likely, personally. It's tough to go against the Ravens right now, and uh, it's. I don't know if any of us were saying this. I know I certainly wasn't, but they are not really missing Mark Andrews, uh, Isaiah Likely fitting into that scheme really well, and also I'm uh, I'm just very out on the Eagles as a whole. So uh, t- 
take that for what it's worth, even if I'm just being a hater. Monday Night Football, Eagles, Seahawks. I'll, I'll, I'll go likely. I, I like the, um, the, the matchup with the Ravens. Uh, excuse me, playing the Jags, whose defense has been pretty suspect most of this season, actually. So I, I think I like that one on Sunday night. Yeah, and I just I think that they need a tight end more. Like Mark Andrews was such a big feature in that they, offense. Yeah, they, they, they have to replace him as a part of the scheme. The Eagles, on the flip side, have so many other weapons. Like if you're an Eagles fantasy <laughs> like, owner, like it maybe sucks. DeAndre Swift, question mark? Yeah, maybe use him. He's moved the ball he's, pretty he's efficiently. Good. <laughs> Imitation Tom says, Connor, come do pass control with me in the summer. We're always looking for a temp text. Like Dale Gribble? <laughs> like, I don't know if I would do that one. <laughs> That was a bad impression. It was so, way too slow. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah, pocket sand. I mean, that would be cool. It would be a cool gig, but I don't like I don't like bugs. I hate spiders, and I hate snakes. I don't think I'd be good at it. And Camaro Spark, he says the coin said Olave. There you go. I like it. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff Fantasy. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. 11-21. Thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. You can get locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, right here in West Edmonton Mall, or online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. I'm telling you, great little stocking stuffer. You get a gift card for the fam. They will love you for it. Legit beef jerky. Not not that stuff that's uh, loaded up with preservatives and like sits in the gas station for years and is still, air quotes, good to go. You want the fresh stuff. Wilhawk beef jerky. It tastes like meat. It's so good. That's how you know it's good. You can actually yeah. still taste the meat, and it's not cardboard. It's not you don't hold it out, and it is like a rigid piece of plastic. It's got some suppleness to it. It's 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 fresh. It's the best. Taste the meat, not the heat, not the rainbow. Well, we're gonna drop some King of the Hill quotes throughout the day here on this show. We are going to get to our fantasy wizard before we get back into the. Uh, text line because i the the whole snake thing i don't know we gotta anyways we'll get to that after let's get to zach lane this is brought to you by the canadian bros you can join us at the cbh for monday thursday and sunday night football for your chance to win an awesome game day prizes as well you can qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the super bowl in las vegas tonight i'll be down at the manning location for raiders chargers also the oilers lightning game will be on so you can come down and join me uh we'll qualify some people to go to the super bowl maybe somebody will win a trip to the home opener of their choice next season. Maybe I'll buy some beers and dangles. It's going to be a great time. Come on out to the Manning location tonight. Zach Lang of Oilers Nation as well as Daily Faceoff Fantasy joins us. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm doing good. Getting excited for uh, what looks like a really great night of hockey tonight. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about that. When you look at this game tonight down at Rogers Place, uh, Nikita Kucherov leading the league in scoring, obviously. Connor McDavid there. You've also got Brayden Point and Leon Dreisaitl, Evan Bouchard, Zach Hyman. All those guys are in the top 30, but then, you know, Victor Hedman, you got some good goaltending. So let's look at this from a daily fantasy perspective right now, Zach. Uh, who are you going out there and adding to the squad tonight in this game alone? From this game alone, it is going to be the Edmonton Oilers' top line of Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I don't think there's a single line in the NHL right now that is as good as these three are. Uh, they are clicking and doing all of the right things right now, and they are producing on a night-in and night-out basis. 
Uh, when you look back at their production over this this nine game winning streak the Oilers are on, it's it's just otherworldly. There, they've got like something like five expected goals for per hour, which is an insanely high rate. And this is a Tampa Bay really gettable right now. They're really struggling to kind of find their game. Uh, they're giving up a lot, and they're really not scoring a ton either. And Andre Vasilevsky, since he's come back from surgery, he's not really looking like Andre Vasilevsky of the past. So I think this is going to be a, a high-flying game here for the Oilers, and it's going to be really interesting to see uh, who comes out on top. Yeah, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning coming off a loss on Tuesday against the Canucks, 4-1. They did beat the Kraken on Saturday, but last Thursday they lost to the Preds 5-1. Uh, when you look between the pipes for the Edmonton Oilers, and Stuart Skinner obviously wasn't a start to the season that he or Oilers fans would have liked, but as of late, he's been fantastic, and I'm sure you can chalk some of that up to the defensive play around him. But what do you make of Stuart Skinner uh, from a fantasy perspective going forward? Yeah, from a fantasy perspective going forward, if, if you held on to him in season long, you're laughing right now um, because this is a guy who has won eight games in a row here for the Edmonton Oilers, and he's won it in big ways. And especially from a daily fantasy perspective, too, this is a guy who, you know, he's not facing a ton of shots, but those win, uh, those, those three or four points you get from a win, depending on which site you use, can really be crucial for your lineup. You know, tonight Skinner's priced at 8000 on DraftKings. might be a little bit high for me. Uh, I think this is a game that could kind of shoot out a little bit here. Um, I think Tampa Bay is just such a potent offensive team that you almost always get a little bit fearful playing against them and playing a goaltender against them because, you know, you've got a guy like Nikita Kucherov who can go out there and score you three goals any single night. Uh, he's averaging 20.5 DraftKings points per game this season. Uh, he's always live to go off, so... I would probably be a little bit hesitant on playing here tonight, but if you got him in season long, you're, you're feeling pretty good right now. Zach Lang of Oilers Nation, as well as Daily Faceoff Fantasy, joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. You can get your questions into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Lots of other games tonight, Zach, around the NHL. Lots of potential. So I was reading through your article up at dailyfaceoff.com for some daily fantasy value plays. Uh, I want people to go check it out, but uh, can you can you give us one, maybe two names that you like tonight? Yeah, uh, I haven't written the article yet today, so go check that out. It'll be around, out around uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, oh, I was looking at yesterday's. Yeah, that one was oh. from yesterday. So, Dang, uh, sorry, yeah, Zach. We'll around, yeah, no problem. Today's will be out around 2 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, dailyfaceoff.com. One guy that's really jumping out to me as a strong value play is actually Thatcher Demko, uh, the Vancouver Canucks goaltender. If he gets a start tonight, he's priced down at just $7,500, but he's averaging 15.1 DraftKings points per game this season. The Florida Panthers are a bit of a weird team this year. Their top line is doing a lot of the heavy lifting, and their second line really can't seem to find the back of the net right now. Uh, even a guy like Matthew Kachuk has had a very weird year to start the year. He's only got five goals in 28 games played, and he's not really producing like he did last year. Uh, Dr. Demko's a guy who could very easily get you to win here tonight when you look at the way uh, the Vancouver Canucks have been playing so far this season. Uh, Demko could very well be on his way to a Vesna Trophy. So that's one name that jumps out to me. Another name that I like is Brandon Tanev uh, from Seattle Crack, and he's just $2,600. But this is a guy who has produced in the past and can put up some points. For forward, he blocks a lot of shots as well. Um, So that's something that is always live on DraftKings with a nice shot block bonus. So he's playing up on the second line for the Seattle Kraken tonight, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. 
And uh, if you're an Oilers fan, you know what uh, Chicago looks like right now because of the other night, and it is not very good. So kind of is a guy that's jumping out to me that uh, could be some, some cheap value up front for you. Zach Lang from Oilers Nation as well as a daily face-off fantasy joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you on Sports 1440. Uh, Zach, sticking on the note of goaltenders in the fantasy lineup, uh, what do you make of Calgary? Uh, they haven't clarified who's going to start tonight between Dustin Wolf and Dan Vladar, but going up against a Minnesota team that's a uh, bottom 10 in the league for, for goals scored uh, on the season, do you like them as a, as a value-type play if maybe you're spending your money a little more frivolously up on some of those uh, top-end forwards like you talked about stacking the Oilers' top line or something like that. What do you make of uh, Calgary's net mining situation? Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 always in play. I think I think especially Dustin Wolf is a guy who has been a really highly touted prospect. Uh, he hasn't really seen a whole ton of action so far this season, appearing in five games, averaging nine points per game. You know, the thing that scares me a little bit there is the fact that Minnesota kind of seems to be turning it around a little bit right now. Uh, obviously, they made the coaching change as well a couple of weeks ago. You know, they seem to be kind of finding their game a little bit here. They've got some offense up front, too, that can kind of be potent. Uh, you look at guys like Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Joel Erickson Eck, and Matt Boldy. Uh, these are all guys who, who can and will produce points. Um, I would probably stay away from going with um, you know, either of the Calgary netminders, you know, you can maybe even consider paying down a little bit further uh, or, or in the similar price range for a guy like Charlie Lindgren from the Washington Capitals. Uh, Lindgren has been having a really solid season uh, kind of in the backup role this year, 6-2-1 and one, with a 9.31 save percentage on the season. And he's got two shutouts as well uh, in that time. Philadelphia is a team that kind of is struggling uh, to find their game a little bit here as well offensively. So I think there's a lot of options around there. You know, another one, if you want to get even cheaper, you can even go with uh, Peter Mrazek or Arvid Sodoblom from Chicago. Uh, they're right around the $7,000 mark. But, uh, you know, playing around with some lineups, it's definitely possible to get, you know, McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Evan Bouchard on defense into a lineup tonight. Uh, you just have to be willing to sacrifice some salary and some, some other spots for that. Three players uh, of the winger variety they are kind of in the same range, uh, $4,200 and $4,100 uh, amongst the three of them. Uh, and all three of them kind of on the rise right now. Uh, Igor Sharangovich with Calgary, Jake Neighbors down in St. Louis, and Tyson Forster with the Flyers uh, hosting the Capitals. Uh, of those three guys, once again, if you're looking for a cheaper uh, plug-in option to, to spend your money elsewhere in your lineup, which of those three do you like tonight? Yeah, I think I'd probably be going with Sharon Govich, to be honest with you. Um, he seems to be really finding his game. Uh, he's been scoring like the Dickens here in the last four or five games as well. He put up 24.3 DraftKings points uh, the other night against Vegas with a two-goal performance. This is a guy who's been elevated in the lineup, playing on the top line uh, in Calgary alongside Elias Lindholm and uh, Andre Mangiapani. I probably would hold off on going with Jake Neighbors now because – with Craig Berube out, Drew Bannister, the ex-Edmonton Oilers defenseman, is taking over as interim coach. He's actually bumped Jake Neighbors down to the third, uh, the third line uh, in St. Louis. So I'd probably be hesitant there because I wouldn't expect him to be seeing uh, quite as much ice time. Tyson Forster, though, he's another solid option as well. This is a guy who, you know, he's been up and down a little bit so far this season, but playing on that top line in Philadelphia with Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny, two guys are having an absolute resurgence of the season. And then going up against Washington, a team that really struggles at 5-on-5, I think those are uh, both solid options, but I'd probably have to lean a little bit more towards Sharon Govich here. Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 with Hallie and Douglas. Zach Lang from Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff, our guest. Uh, last one for me for you, Zach. Uh, you talked about the St. Louis Blues, uh, their first game with interim head coach 
uh, behind the bench. They're taking on the Senators, who it kind of seems like with each passing game, we're just waiting for the, the hammer to fall on DJ Smith. Whether you're looking at it from a, a betting perspective, both of these teams coming out with a decent price on the money line, and as a result, their fantasy options. Um, which do you look at? Is uh, the Senators playing for their coach's job or the Blues getting that uh, interim coach bump? Uh, what do you like tonight from that one? Yeah, I like the new coach bump. Honestly, give me the Blues on the money line. I see this sitting around even money right now. And even at DraftKings, I really like the idea of going with that top line of Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Kyrou. They've been pretty much their three most effective DFS players so far this season. Now, you do have to get a little bit creative because Robert Thomas and Buchnevich both have center eligibility. Uh, so you have to build your lineups a little bit differently because of that, but it shouldn't be too restrictive for you. Uh, Jordan Kyrou is a guy who I think it's only a matter of time before he really starts to break out this season. He's always been a very productive winger, but hasn't quite found it this year so far. You know, we saw what's happened with Edmonton with the new coach bump. We saw what happened with Minnesota, who went on like a five- or six-game winning streak, scoring like the Dickens. I would really expect the same here from St. Louis. So, yeah, I would love to stack that top line tonight, and I think if you're playing in a tournament, uh, that is a great option for you. Zach, great info. As usual, I promise I'm going to read today's article and uh, be ready to go for Daily Fantasy tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. There you go. That is Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff Fantasy. Give him a follow on Twitter or X at ZJ Lang. Brandon, uh, that was a brutal one for me. I was like, go check it out. Thought I hyped it up so well. And uh, just to be corrected that, no, it's that was yesterday. Well, the good news is, Connor, that you're doing some reading. Uh, reading's important, <laughs> even if it's uh, old. I mean, hey, think some of, reading, not, nothing, not all of it. There's nothing wrong with reading things that are old. Uh, look at kids uh, across the world today still read Shakespeare, uh, George Orwell. Those are old, old readings. Uh, think about it. You're you're actually not doing that bad because you're only reading something that's a day old. Well, I mean, I could go critique his work too with reading my reading today. There you go. What did I even do last night? I guess I just zoned out, and I guess I don't wake up till like I walk into the studio. I'm just like in. Yeah, you're you're still in zombie mode until you actually breach the doors of the Stingray Studios here in the mall until 11:44. Then I peek, (laughs) and then I'm done by 1:30. Lots of texts coming in here. That that was Ackling, our fantasy wizard, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join me tonight down at the Manning location. I'll crack a Red Bull down there and really get fired up tonight as we watch Thursday night football, as well as the Oilers. Imitation Tom, who invited me out to come do some pest control work, says, we live in Alberta. There aren't any snakes, man. That's not true. I don't think that's true, Tom. Come on. Like, I don't like any snakes. Like, I'm not talking king cobras. Look, it could be the smallest snake. I don't like, like it. There are garter snakes and stuff all over this province, and this I am guessing on. I didn't even do a Google search, but I'm pretty sure there are some form of, maybe not rattlesnakes, but some sort of, like, down in the Badlands, like Drumheller and area. It would make sense. The climate would um, support such ideas. My research tells me that the prairie rattlesnake is a thing. It's venomous. The bull snake, the western terrestrial garter snake, wandering garter snake, red-sided garter snake, western hognose snake. Ooh, that's a cool one. The yellow-bellied racer, plains garter snake, and yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of different, that's six different kinds of snakes in Alberta alone. There's nine at least, and only one is venomous, the prairie rattlesnake. I wouldn't mind some prairie rattlesnake skin boots, maybe, when I go to the, the rodeo next time. That'd be a good look. And FR, right now, you could take a little weekend trip to Vegas, go check out the last couple performances. 
There you go. Uh, Imitation Tom says, you're talking about super close to the border. Nothing in Edmonton. What about why I like those uh, ponds and stuff? Those little, there's definitely there's garter, snakes be garter snakes up around there. there. Come on, Imitation Tom. They're, don't don't kid a kidder. There's got to be some stuff there. Anyways, I don't like spiders either. <laughs> so he, What we're saying here is Connor's kind of a big wimp. Yeah. And a big <laughs> sissy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I don't like snakes. All, me and Indiana Jones have it in common. Is he a wussy? <laughs> Some might say so. Uh, yeah, Matt says, definitely rattlesnakes in Alberta. My dad killed one in Medicine Hat. So southern Alberta definitely Did he bite his some. head off? Isn't that how you're supposed to kill us? Like you bite a snake's head off and then you steal its powers. <laughs> I don't get this reference. I, I don't even know if it's a reference. I think I've just heard that at some point <laughs> in my life. Uh, Might have yeah. been from a witch doctor or something. That's probably what, what it was. Some uh, some old person down in Delburn. Lots of rattlesnakes down by Lethbridge, says Beer Man. Uh, <laughs> Imitation Tom says, spiders I deal with by using a 10-foot pole and a brush. But I feel but I feel you. I'm so scared of snakes. Wainer says, I don't like spiders and snakes. That song by Charlie Pride. I haven't heard it, but maybe we'll have to see if we have it in the system. Uh, Lance says... Did you guys hear that roof daddy this or that call? I think we did. That reminds me. I got to do some work during the break here for the Jason Greger show. <laughs> some roof daddy work? <laughs> I need to get some audio clips uh, ready. Was this uh, from Lance in reference to the like the link that he sent us following, like that broadcast of the guy who uh, seemed very, very excited by the goal to the point of maybe reaching um, <laughs> completion? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's the one right now. I've I've got it right here. Well, I've I saw it like popping up on like Sports Center and stuff, but we'll give it another watch. Uh, when we come back, we'll get back into the text box. I got a lot of people talking about being delivery drivers. Kind of a dream of mine one day. Not a pest control. Certainly will not be doing that. Jeremy says, "Love tuning into the Nature Channel." Sports 1440. Keep it up, boys. JG. Hey, you know, we just talked fantasy hockey for a little while. We're we're like sports and lifestyle. That's kind of what I like to call us here on Sports 1440. Lots of sports talk coming up. We'll answer your questions. Anything you got here, 1-833-401-1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. It is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Always a good day when you can sneak in a little run DMC on the show. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at WillhawkBeefJerky.com or swing by West Edmonton Malls, Bruce Grove, Leduc, any location will do. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. Uh, lots of text coming in here. I want to just scroll through them very quickly. Uh, we are going to get to Kurt from Barhead and Connor. Husks tells me he's got a small delivery company, takes care of envelopes and bank deposits. I love driving around the city listening to sports chat and stop when I feel like it. Husks, that sounds like the dream. Cat Dad says I worked as a Courier, definitely better than taxi driver. The packages don't talk back. Amazon driver says the experience of the job I feel is based on the area. I'm typically out in Ardrossan and surrounding area, which I refuse to trade. Downtown industrial park apartments suck. Lots of walking and fresh air, which is great podcast. Yes, radio is very tough as I'll be in and out 150 times a day. I listen to you on my 40. Oh my goodness. I listen to you on my 45 minute drive. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, that was a, you working downtown is like me getting a sentence out. It uh, can be tough at times. An imitation Tom says, people always think it's bad. By far, honestly, the easiest job I've ever had. I mostly go tell people not to be dirty. 
Yeah, I guess it would be. I mean, a lot of people that get like bugs and ants and stuff, probably their own doing. Anthony in the hat says, I got rattlers, bull snakes, and garters down here. See them all the time in the trails. Well, that must be med hat. Thank you for the text, Anthony. I'll stay clear of there. And you know, we'll get into the, the fantasy sports questions now. After I tell you what's coming up on the station today, uh, it is the lowdown with low tide starting at noon, and they'll get you ready for the Oilers lightning game. That's uh, just after seven o'clock tonight down at Rogers Place. They'll have lightning beat reporter Eric Erlanson on the show. He's been covering the team forever. And then Gene Shorts Bag Milk of Oilers Nation and the Better Late Than Never podcast at one o'clock. And then on the Jason Greger show today, uh, we'll kick things off with Robin Brownlee. We'll also be joined by Lenny Andrichuk from Superheroes. We'll tell you more about that at 2.40. Paul Sir will be by. Colin Livingston for the Cantor Race Report. And then from 4 to 6, you can pretty much just consider it a pregame show. We'll be joined by Mike Rupp of the NHL Network. We'll also hear from Mark Spector of Roger Sportsnet. And the voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dave Mishkin, will be by. Makes those calls on 102.5 The Bone down in Tampa. Also, today it is uh, another one, the month of giving, rolling on. Uh, Package one today, oh, I'm so envious of this one. I want to win. It is dinner for six at Chop Steakhouse, downtown or Ellerslie. I'm an Ellerslie guy myself, frequent that, get a little filet mignon from Chop, so good. You and five guests will dine with Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele, Dave Schlemko, Laddie Schmied from The Morning Show. You didn't make the cut, hey, Brandon? Uh, apparently not. Uh, yeah, I've me, been there. I mean, hey, me and Grant Fear and Lorianne Munzer, <laughs> all in the same company, a uh, Hockey Hall of Famer and Olympic gold medalist, and me. So we're kind of in the same company, and the rest of those scrubs can go for a steak supper. You know what? Right beside uh, Chop. There's a Denny's. Maybe we'll all oh. meet up there and go for Denny's oh. for a grand count, slam. Count me in. <laughs> uh, that's going to be raising money for Santa's Anonymous. It'll happen in the first six months of the 2024 calendar. $1,200, the current bid on oh. that one. From Rick? From Rich. Rich. First thing this morning and then uh, went to, I mean, I, I will leave. Uh, we had a pretty action-packed show this morning, so we didn't get a ton of time to uh, get to it um, throughout the morning show. But I did tell Kevin we will uh, happily take bids Right now, still, too, because we apparently don't trust Lotan and Declan to do it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust those two. We've also got a second package. It's a handcrafted tabletop and two chairs for the diehard Oilers fan in your life. It's got McDavid engraved in it, and we're sprinkling in two tickets to the Oilers game tonight on top of that. So if you have, like, an Oilers basement if you have any sort of man cave period. So this thing has been sitting over in our kind of little cubicle that we have afforded to us here inside the stingray studios i saw it when it first got brought in this the the detail on this thing is off the charts it is as cool as it gets uh perfect for like your your bar area in your house your man cave whatever it is it is beyond cool yeah that comes in from lmb designs so uh two to six on the gregor show raising money for sanders anonymous two really cool packages package one is already up to twelve hundred dollars that's fantastic you mean you think about that? That's six people going out for dinner plus that crew. That's going to run you a pretty big tab. And uh, the, the yeah, wine pairings, drinks. Uh, I, and I think that what you're really paying for, what you're donating your money towards, is the company you get because those are uh, four. Uh, well, three of four. Carious, uh, not as much. So four pro athletes, uh, hundreds of games at the pro level. Eddie Steele, uh, a great Cup champion. Um, CIS champion too, I believe. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the, with U of M and the Bison's, 
Uh, Schlemko played all over, uh, played with some real characters, of course, uh, including Paul Bizanet. So he's got some stories about that. Laddie playing with uh, Whitney, uh, former Oilers fan. Yeah. Before jumping off the bandwagon. Uh, so th- those guys have tons of stories to tell, and they'll keep you. It'll be tough to get your supper down because I think you'll be too busy laughing. For sure. So 2-6, to 1-833-401-1440. I mean, if you sent in a bid now, we'll we'll jot it down for you. Uh, but it all officially gets going from 2-6 to six on the Jason Greger. So like I said, raising money for Santa's anonymous. Okay, to the inbox here. Kurt from Barhead says, Hey, fellas, Josh Palmer came off the IR, and I need to drop one of Palmer, Antonio Gibson, Godwin, or Keaton Mitchell. Who would you let go? Thanks, Kurt from Barhead. Well... Part of me thinks Josh Palmer's the one because I just you just don't know how he's going to come back from the injury. But also, I mean, tonight he's wide receiver one against the Raiders, and it is an inexperienced quarterback in Easton Stick. I wouldn't be letting go Godwin. That's my guy. Antonio Gibson I'm not sure about. Keaton, Keaton Mitchell might be the guy for me just because of where he is on the depth chart in Baltimore. The Baltimore running backs, we've talked about this all season. Like Their run game is awesome, but it's because it is so by committee that it's tough to actually deem somebody as RB1. I do think Mitchell would be it, though, probably at least on a down-to-down basis. I mean, we all know goal line Gus, of course. Yep. But Antonio Gibson, I don't think, is in the same situation. Washington also running a, a pretty steady two-back system. Uh, you know, Dig a dive deeper into the actual stats on that to, to prove me wrong. Um because both the, the Commanders and the Ravens on by this past week, we didn't get to see them in action. But like I think it's more so Brian Robinson's backfield more of the time, whereas Mitchell might not necessarily get the scores, but will probably rack up yardage. I, I'm in the same boat with Palmer. I have to decide uh, you know within the next few hours if I'm going to play him tonight or not. Um, I don't really have quite the same dilemma per se. Uh, all my other options are a little, a little bit better. I'm, I'm going to say sit Gibson or drop Gibson. Yeah, that, that was what it came down for for me. Chris Godwin, no chance. Uh, Connie says, back when the Oilers sucked, I'd have the Oilers as my fave team and the Blackhawks as my playoff team. Uh, that was regarding to Brian S. having the Chiefs as his third team. Yeah, back in the day for like the World Cup and Euro, I would cheer for England, but Spain would be my backup team. And it was only because I liked Fernando Torres, who played for Liverpool, and uh, Spain went on a heck of a run winning two Euros and one World Cup. And I rooted for them, but I could never actually claim to be a real fan because they were my backup team. Uh, where are we here? We got lots of texts coming in. Cole from Millet. Shout out to Millet. Hey, guys, I need help. Do I start my wide receiver three, Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, or George Pickens? Actually, I have to start two of those three. Ayuk is my other receiver. So, yeah, you're going to start Ayuk, of course. Man, I, with Kenny Pickett, I just don't know if I trust those guys. I mean, Kenny Pickett, is it? Uh, is, he's not back. It's, it's not even Kenny Pickett. It's, it's Mitch Trubisky. Mitch. And I trust him even less. So I go Gabe Davis, and I know he's like the model of inconsistency, but you just got to hope for a boom game. Yeah, this is a tough situation. I, I don't. You definitely can't go with both Pittsburgh receivers. I don't think so. And just because of Trubisky's skill set, I think Johnson's probably the safer option because I don't exactly think they're going to be, you know, heaving the ball downfield a ton, which is where uh, George Pickens is kind of more your your profiled wide receiver to go up and get balls. So I think I'd go Davis and Johnson. Even I, I'll be honest, I do not love that. Uh, I mean, hey, it uh, is your you know bottom two wide receivers on your your team step chart, but I mean, if you're only starting three, you're really hoping Brandon Ayuk has himself a, a great Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Gabe Davis coming off a game where he was targeted twice for zero yards, zero receptions. Since, since he had that big game earlier this year, he's been pretty quiet. Uh, well, good against Philly. 105 for a touchdown. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. That, so, thank you. That uh, that I, 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 once again, have kind of erased some of Philly's last games from my memory because they're uh, they're bad to me. It's just it's so up and down with Gabe, Gabriel, Gabriel down. Davis. So, like, uh, I would go that route and just hope for the big game, but you also have to know that the is a good potential that it just kind of falls flat on your face. Uh, this one comes in from Matt in fantasy football, PPR, which two would you choose? Terry McLaurin, Odell Beckham, or Jordan Addison? Hmm. That's a very good question. Okay. So the commanders, who are the commanders playing this week? The Rams. So in St. Louis, weather conditions, good. Howell likes to throw it around. That could be an okay one. The Vikings play Saturday against the Bengals with a backup quarterback and Justin Jefferson returning, so I'm not quite as high on Addison. And then the last one was Odell Beckham of the Baltimore Ravens, who has been playing better as of late, starting to get into that offense. They play Monday night against the – or sorry, Sunday night against the Jags. Hmm. Uh, As you ponder that, Connor, I just want to throw a wrench into it. It's – uh, the Rams, they play out of Los Angeles now. What did I say? St. Louis. Oh. <laughs> Which, but you're, the, the point you made remained because no, you said uh, you said n- weather weather nice there. Well, L.A. plays inside, sort of. The SoFi is a bit of a weird yeah. weird building where it's covered, but still has, like, if there's lightning, apparently they're not allowed to play still. So, uh, but yes, the, the Rams have been in, uh, back in Los Angeles for a few years when now. When did this happen? <laughs> So they don't play at the Earl's, whatever that one was, <laughs> Earl James or something? Man. James Earl Jones Stadium? <laughs> Edward Jones Dome. Okay. <laughs> point remains. Scary Terry. That, that's true. The point does remain. They said, you, you know, different route, but it ended at the same destination. Man, I'm off today. This energy drink is not working for me. I got the <laughs> stiffest coffee I can find. I got a long way to go before I'm done for today. Um, Chomster said, hit the waiver wire for Brown, Arizona, off a bye. That one does not compute for me, and but that the, could be a me thing because I'm not the, working. I, Marquise Brown, perhaps, uh, yeah. the Cardinals. Uh, they play the 49ers. I don't think I would be playing a single player off that Arizona team. Hollywood Brown, not not, e- not even your boy James Connor, Connor. <laughs> yeah, well he's he's an optional start. Uh, the fog says Stroud, Carr, or Flacco. Stroud if he's healthy, but dot 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 dot. The fog. Something I don't like about, those options. Something about Flacco. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is elite, and he was activated off the practice roster. That's got to be one of my favorite things is him going on and off the practice roster. I would just pray that Stroud's healthy. He's down a couple receivers, but still. You got to go Stroud, and then I think Flacco. He cannot look as bad as he did last weekend, and so, you know, another uh, week of, in theory, reps if he actually gets back on the field uh, to clear protocol with, you know, Robert Woods and Noah Brown as his guys. I said, I'm still going to be trotting Stroud out there if he's healthy, but uh, I I don't think Joe Flacco is a bad option. Once again, the Bears' defense is better than we think because of the first month of the season skewing the numbers. Mm-hmm. But uh, but like it's, the it, Broncos' defense, very similar, <laughs> yes. But uh, it's still it's not elite by any stretch either. Joe Flacco is elite, so yeah, Super Bowl champion. What a run he went on. Uh, Triple C, we'll finish it off with you here. Driving in a truck is the best. No boss. Eat wherever you want. Go home whenever. That sounds like the lifestyle for me. One day.
one day. That'll do it for us here on the show. Thank you guys for tuning in today. If you missed it, make sure you head over to Spotify or, you know, Apple, Google, tune in, wherever you get your podcast from. Give us a download, maybe a subscription. We would appreciate that. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. It'll be the Gregor Show from 2 till 6. As the month of giving continues for Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy the Lowdown. We'll get to an update brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhockbeefjerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.